the comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Good Tuesday afternoon, I'm Mac McCoy and we're live on your local radio station. And this is The View from a Pew, heard weekdays at four o'clock, live on your local radio station. But these programs are always, always available at youtube.com. Just search for The View from a Pew. Uh, You can also go to many platforms, uh, Spodcast Addict, Spotify, uh, Player FM, uh, CastBox. I mean, thanks to Garth, uh, our our, um, beloved producer, we are on, I think, about 17 of those. So you can go back and listen to the previous ones. We're now in week 46, and I want to introduce you to an alumnus from the Dallas Theological Center Seminary. Here's Theo. Hey, Mac. Great to be with you. The big idea of the day for week 46 is justified believers are in Christ Jesus. Today, Mac, you and I will continue our discussion of what it means to be in Christ, as stated twice in Romans 8, 1 through 2. We have been going through 17 things that are true about those who are in Christ. First, let's pray and review. Thank you, Lord, that we can be together today to study the book of Romans. Considering where we are in Christ, may we understand that we justified believers are in Christ Jesus. Thank you for the gospel, the good news. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He rose on the third day according to the scriptures. In that process, he gave us the free gift of salvation through faith only. And now... May everything we say and do be honoring to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Back for the last few weeks, we've been talking about Romans 8, 1 through 2, which uses the phrase, in Christ, twice. Verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Secondly, in Romans 8, 2, It describes the principle or power, nomos in Greek, called the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, which can overcome the principle or power of sin and death, which Paul said had imprisoned him back in Romans 7.23. So let's continue our discussion about that by looking at some of the characteristics Romans chapters 5 and 6 say about those who are in Christ. So number 5, according to Romans 5.5, the love of God has been poured out into our hearts. The love of God has been poured out 
into our hearts. So, Theo, tell me how the love of God feels. How do other people uh, recognize it? How how does it show amongst us? Yeah. Well, Mac, those are great questions. The reason we're talking about this is that sometimes believers don't think they're good enough to be in Christ, that phrase that we've been re- referring to. And so what we're doing is we're going through 17 things that are true, as stated in Scripture, about people who are in Christ. But we're only doing five, one a day because we we're really want to go deep into yep. it. Yeah, yeah. This is week 46, and this is the fifth thing of truth that we've talked about. We've talked about having peace with God, being justified by faith, being placed in the atmosphere of God's grace, and last week, uh, being able to rejoice in trouble. This week, we're talking about the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, which was given to us. The love of God is the uh, amazing attribute of God, which is an unconditional love. It, and so it, it comes from the Greek word agape, which is different than the, the Western notion of love. The Western notion of love has a lot, like you mentioned, Mac, of feelings in it. But agape really is better translated charity. Matter of fact, the original King James Bible, uh, published in 1610, uh, translated agape as charity. So in Romans 5.5, it says it is the agape of love that has been poured out into our hearts the charity of God, the unconditional favor, which is grace, has been given to us. And it is an amazing thing that we carry around with us, supported by the Holy Spirit. Mac, uh, you've had kids, and you know that, that when you have a kid, even before it's born, there is this amazing sense of love for that unborn child. You've never even met the child. The child's never done anything, good, bad, or indifferent. And yet, this amazing love, this charity, this unconditional favor is extended towards that child. And that begins to help us understand how God views us. Uh, another section of Romans, Romans 8:29, says that God foreloved us. In Greek, it's pro, prognosko, foreknew us. For, and new, to say new actually means to be intimate with us and to, and to cherish us. And so one of the things about us who are in Christ is that we have this this unconditional favor from God poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit and maintained and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, which indwells us. So there you go, Mac. It's not so much based on feeling. You start off here with just, it's a fact. We are loved. 
and we've, and we've been loved since God for loved us, for charity us, if you want to say it that way. Charity for us. Yes, charity. No strings attached. Well, I, he loved us. I, I, I think one of the, the first things I learned, um, and I had actually been listening to Christian music prior to this, and Mercy Me was one of my favorite uh, groups. Mm. And they had a song, song called The Love of God. And it's just incredible to know what that feeling is. The love of God is poured out into our hearts. And you did a good job of explaining how we can kind of identify with that love of God. And that's in mm -hmm. Romans 5.5. 5. Yes, yes. It's, it's an amazing thing uh, to think about God before the earth was even created. Having this sense of intimate love, uh, of charity, and compassion toward you and me, Mac, that's just almost too big to get my head around. Yeah. But he did. It says it right in Romans 8.29. For those whom he foreloved, it's the, the Greek word is prognosko. It's some people would translate it foreknew, but in the Bible, knowing oftentimes is referring not to head knowledge, but to intimacy. And that like, love uh, that's poured into us helps us realize that we have been reconciled to God. It, it, it does, especially when we are struggling with with things in life that are not going our way, if you will, to remind ourselves as a fact, not necessarily as a feeling, that God's love is in our heart. And that is a charitable love. It is an unconditional love for those of us who are in Christ. Remember, Mac, we're talking about those of us who are in Christ now. And those are the justified believers. Those are the those are the ones of us who have placed our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. According to the Roman Road, uh, 10, 9, and 10, where it says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness. So there's that heart. It's all of us. It's, it's, our, it's, it's our mental capacity. It's our will. And it's our emotions. That's our heart. Okay, now and we're almost out of time, Theo, but what's the difference between reconciled and justified? Uh, justified tends to be a little more on the legal side of description. How's right. that? It's, it's more of a courtroom type of term. And, and so people can relate to that because oftentimes they've had to go to court uh, for whatever reason, and there's a judge, and there's a declaration, and justified gives us that notion of being in a courtroom, legal environment, and we have been declared not guilty. Okay, that's justification. Now, right. the, the word reconciliation, and, and Mac, I've had some formal training in conciliation. Let me, let me see if I can put it this way. You're reconciled when the dispute, let's say, between you and someone else has been resolved, that particular dispute. 
but you're not reconciled yet. When you're reconciled, not only is the dispute over, but the two of you want to share Thanksgiving dinner together now. That's reconciliation. Okay, so you might forgive someone or be forgiven, but that doesn't mean you'll take up the exact same relationship that you had before. Maybe someday it will be restored completely or reconciled, but as far as God goes, it, it happens immediately. He yes. immediately Can you restores. imagine you immediately are back having Thanksgiving dinner with God? Yeah. I mean, isn't that amazing? Yeah, and when it doesn't work that way, then the devil's getting in our way and telling us horrible things. All right. Well, well probably not the devil. You remember, he's not om- omnipresent. Oh, but, I know. Uh, I there, know. Well, I just. <laughs> you're always telling that, me that. That's, that's in nature, and maybe some demons are whispering at us. I don't know about that. But anyway, yeah. That's right. All right. Next week, when we return, we'll be in Romans 5:10, and that is, we are in Christ when we reign in life through Christ. When we uh, reign in life through Christ. And that'll be see. next Tuesday on the Roman Road. I'm Mac McCoy. If I haven't told you lately, thanks for listening. Love this job. Couldn't do it without you. Thanks to DivineTruthChristianStore.com for all their support. And thanks to my co-host, Theo, from the, uh, he's an alumnus of the Dallas Theological Seminary. You go down there, he's a big deal. Seriously, he'll tell you so. Divine Truth Christian Store, where you'll find more.